Rules. Start of Relationships Radio Show is copyrighted. No one is to use any part of the show without express written consent from myself, Greg Tuzinski, or the Art of Relationships. Thank you. Licensed Relationship and Sex Counselor, Greg Tuzinski, also known as Master G, the Art of Relationships will cover crucial elements in rebuilding emotional and physical intimacy in your romantic relationships. He will also welcome live calls from listeners and help him with these very challenges. Heard of the old repetitive and tiresome tit-for-tat arguments? Greg gets to the root of couples' challenges in a quick, matter-of-fact format, plus applies compassion and humor. Join and discover how to improve your romantic relationship and your own life. Listen, laugh, and climax to a happier you. Greg is a licensed professional counselor in the state of Michigan, but to some of us, he is simply known as Master G. Hey everybody, it's Greg, Detroit's Love Guru, coming to you live from Detroit, as always. And welcome everybody, hopefully everybody is going to be able to listen, audio's okay, clue me in if there's any issues with that, and as always, you can ask your questions below, people. Um, I'm a licensed professional counselor in the state of Michigan, Detroit's Love Guru, Relationship and Sex Specialist. And it is your job out there to ask any questions you want, like I said, below the video, the live video as well. And you can also give me a call, 313-614-9498. Again, 313-614-9498. And that is also in right above the video as well, too, so you can take a look at... Uh, the phone number, my website is all above the video, and my book, Love's Essence, the relationship guide that's available on Amazon. And I want to have a little bit of a fun show this evening, and we're going to talk about, <coughs> about talking, about talking dirty. How many people out there, you know, I had done this show, it's probably been a couple years now, how many people out there have you know, they love talking dirty. You know what? Do you talk dirty to each other when it's only, um, you know what? Screw you, screw you when you're pissed at each other. You throw out bad, you know, the bad language, the adult language aspects. Or how many people are afraid to use, you know, maybe dirty talk, adult dirty talk, oh baby, when you are, you know what, maybe flirting. Maybe you're afraid to do it. I'm not that type of girl. I'm not that type of woman. Um, that you're shy about using dirty talk during sex. What about even foreplay? Um, you know what? Not when you're having sex. Even during the day using foreplay. I can't wait to suck your blah, blah, blah. You know, whatever. Oh, my God, I can't talk that way. I'm not that type of person. Talking dirty does not make you a bad person by any means. It doesn't make you a slut. It doesn't make you not a gentleman. It could heighten your sex life. It could actually create a lot more sexual tension, a lot more sexual passion between you two. So we're going to talk about that this evening. We are also going to be talking about, ooh, what is your favorite sex toy? Ooh. And how many men out there listening to the show, you know what, sex toys, forget that. You know what, they're going to emasculate me. She's going to replace me with a freaking uh, silver bullet or the rabbit or whatever. You know what, um, but I like it when she puts anal beads in me. You know, that's it, what her boyfriend's saying. So how many people out there, you know, what's your favorite sex toy? Are you for them, against them, need them, you know what? Uh, when I say need them, that's the only way you're able to get off, reach an orgasm. And we're going to get into maybe a little bit of familiar territory as well about um, relationships. They take work. And I did a, I did a show uh, probably a few months ago about the fantasy versus reality. But I want to hit home with this. How many people are are disciplined to put work into their relationship, right? 
So we're going to talk about, it's going to be a busy show tonight, and I want you to help me out. I want you to join the comments below so we can talk about this, okay? Uh, shoot your questions below in the post. Give me a call at 313-614-9498. Cynthia's in the house. Welcome. Um, and this might be one of Cynthia's favorite um topics about sex toys or talking dirty so I would love her to go on you know is so talking dirty is it necessary some people are gonna look at you know what talking dirty it's not necessary oh my god I feel dirty I feel cheap I'm not saying it's necessary I'm saying it might spice up your sex life a little bit and it might I'm gonna force you to come out of your comfort zone and I talked about um, this aspect about talking dirty in the sexual realms in my book that um, you know what that you can sort of expand you can evolve your sexuality and your sexual comfort your sexual maturity by talking dirty no it's not a necessity but for some people it is how many people would like you to say oh my god I can't wait to grab that ass of yours I can't wait to you know I gotta watch uh, my language on Facebook damn it I should be just doing the audio version on this uh, tonight um, that you can say you know what I, I want to grab that ass I want to spank that ass I can't wait to you know suck you lick you and all this other stuff or how many people want to be loved you know that you want to come like come here I love it when you act like a slut to me you know what that you're able to talk this way to each other and it enhances your sexual repertoire it enhances your sexual life whatever that it creates that that forbidden passion if you will that maybe deep down all of us have or maybe maybe all of us should have that or are you the type that was raised in a very conservative home growing up very conservative maybe very religious aspect that you know what good girls don't talk that way gentlemen don't talk that way you always treat you know your woman like a lady you treat your partner like a gentleman like a man I'm all for that in the respect factor but there's that you know that sorta good girl bad girl good boy bad boy entity that creates the sexual tension that is needed to make a relationship powerful to make it you know healthy to make it actually alive because a lot of people what happens with the sexual tension which gets killed right when you start losing yourself, when you two people start acting almost identical, when you lose yourself into each other instead of holding on to your own identity, is, you know, the sexual passion sort of goes, sort of dies. So I want you to be able to hit on the elements to where um, does talking dirty to each other, does that work for you? Or, and I'm going to get some slack from people maybe listening to the show tonight that are going to say, you know what? It's just not for me. It is not my cup of tea. Um, I can't do that. I feel bad. I feel cheap. And I want to walk you back through maybe your childhood, teenage years. Why do you feel cheap? Why do you feel like it is a taboo to use? But let me, a little part of you, let's be honest, a little part of you would love it, right? But you're not going to let yourself fully Go. You're not going to let yourself use dirty talk during sex or maybe even foreplay throughout the day or not even when you're having sex. And again, I'm not saying when you're in a fight and you use adult language, you know, you a-hole, you, you know, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking using, you know, foreplay to enhance the animalistic sexual passion and tensions between you two. How many people out there, you know, you get into the elements as well. To where you are talking, uh, you know, people that have makeup sex because, you know, you're holding on to yourself. You're getting into a fight. Not that I advocate people fighting or arguing. Not at all. But it creates the animalistic tension that you both see each other, are holding on to your own, your, your own, each individual. And it, it's ironic how many people, how that, you know, builds a sexual tension when you're arguing. when you're Because you're not giving yourself in. You're not allowing yourself to not be yourself and it creates a sexual tension where talking dirty can be another way it's not you're not disrespecting each other you're sort of enticing each other you're sort of you know kicking up those car carnal 
um, juices, if you will, to enhance your sexual energies, to enhance your own individuality, and what would it take for you to maybe use this type of language, to talk dirty to each other, and how many people, when you, you know, you're afraid to do it and you're going to start doing it, it's going to come out sounding very, uh, maybe corny. It's not going to sound natural. It's not going to sound like you because you're not used to it. That's okay, but at least you're trying, and I, you tell your partner, right, and you, you know, out there listening, if you're both listening as a couple, something new, it might come out as disingenuous, it might come out as corny, as lame, as, oh my God, you know, I don't want to do it, you know, that just sounds wrong. You know, it takes some getting used to, to go through your comfort zone. You know, you can even practice it throughout the day, you know, like you're practicing a speech at work or a presentation at work, you can practice it and get more comfortable so you sound more relaxed. And the biggest thing, there's nothing wrong with it, okay? You need to tell yourself you're still a good person, okay? It's that, you know, the old saying about the lady in the street and the freak in the sheets type of aspect, you can be both people. You can be the gentleman and you can be that bad boy that most ladies crave and it cracks me up when you start looking or start using those entities how you know when it comes to you sort of love it and you sort of feel guilty about it I don't want you to feel guilty about it anymore you know what oh god I want to you know I want that ass so bad you know what I want you on my face I want you whatever you want to use and like I said during the show this evening with it being on Facebook live I need to watch the language um, to a certain extent. Uh, so, you know, is that one aspect that you absolutely love using, that you absolutely love, you know, how many people out there use dirty talk every time they use um, the entity? You know, every time they have sex, do you use um, sex talk? Hey, Carlo, welcome. So make sure you join the live chat below, people. And, you know, I, I would love it. For you to comment if you use dirty talk you know use below hit me up let me know if you use it if or maybe for those out there i'm not here to embarrass anybody you know maybe you are ashamed to use dirty talk let me know below if you're afraid to use dirty talk if you're afraid you know what that's just not me i want to challenge you not bash you not ridicule you at all but i want you to look at yourself and look at why. Why are you embarrassed? Why are you shy to use that? Because, you know, most of the time it comes down to that you feel like you're a bad person, you're a slut, you're a whore, you know, whatever. And this goes for men and women. It's not some women love getting talked dirty to, but their boyfriends and partners, they feel bad. They feel like they're being disrespectful if they do that. You know, come here and suck me. I want to lick you or whatever. You know what? Um, I want to pull your hair a little bit. You know, that guy, some guys are apprehensive about it too. Again, this is not a gender issue. It's an individual related topic that, you know, some women will talk dirty, do all this stuff, but the guys are, oh my God, I can't, she's my wife, the mother, my kids, I can't, there's no way I can talk dirty to her. And freaking a lot of women crave that. <laughs> they freaking crave that. So, you know, open up, try to expand, try to, you know what, evolve a little bit and dig deep down and what your fears are about that, what your insecurities are, and I'm going to, not that I'm going to disagree with that, but I want you, I want you to be challenged on your values. I want you to be challenged on, um, you know, what your beliefs are and why you believe that long, because, you know, you were taught that way, you were raised that way, but does it make it right? And we all know um, you know, how we're raised, whatever, might be good, might instill good values, good belief systems, but are they our belief systems or are they somebody else's belief systems, our parents, our grandparents, whoever raised us, and can you challenge those? I'm not saying you have to get rid of them or, you know, you don't have to get rid of them altogether, but I, I want you to be challenged on those aspects to look at, you know, exactly what it's going to take for you to evolve to maybe expand your horizons a little bit and be able to expand 
you're dirty talking to each other. And how many people would love that? Oh my God, I love the way you taste. I love the way you suck me. I love the way you lick me or nibble me or bang me, whatever, you know, whatever you want to use. Yes, I know it's very difficult for me to hold back uh, the language aspect. I don't want to just uh, get removed. But uh, I want you, comment below, people. We're, uh, I want to hear comments. I want to see comments and Give me a call, 313-614-9498. Uh, to be able to kick it up and to practice this. Like I said, you can practice this while you're alone. And you can even tell your partner, you know what, I want to start talking dirty to each other sexually. I want to, during sex or maybe even outside the bedroom, to use part of foreplay and to get those juices flowing a little bit. Would you love that? How many people out there, yeah, baby, would I? Heck yeah. You know what? That you come out of your comfort zone. The way I was raised, you know, very conservative, uh, that aspect, you know, be the gentleman, be the good boy type thing. It took me a little bit to get comfortable myself uh, to be able to, you know, do that. It, it took a while. And now am I comfortable with it? Yeah, it depends on the partner and everything else, too. And do you want to sort of grow together and to evolve together and sort of be a team on this aspect where you're both going to come out of your comfort zone and be willing to, you know what, spice up your sex life through talking dirty to each other, okay? Um, and like I said, we're going to talk about a little bit later, we're going to be talking about you know, what is your favorite sex toy? And I'm hoping to get quite a few uh, people responding, quite a few people listening to the show in a little bit to be able to comment, um, you know, oh, God, Greg, I love this because it's all about helping other people out there, right? It's all about sharing, you know what? Maybe you can share. Maybe someone wants a new toy or try something to expand their horizons a little bit like I said there's some people that are not into sex toys some that are to me it doesn't matter right um, I'm all about pleasing if she wants one fantastic um, but some people aren't some people are so maybe you can expand your horizons this way a little bit and introduce sex toys and we can have you know the listeners and the viewers out there you know sort of share what their favorite ones are you know the old, old standbys the rabbit the silver bullet uh, there's the butterfly there's uh, everyone talks about you know the dildos you know glass dildos latex dildos whatever even stainless steel ones um, you know different vibrators I talked about you know the butterflies like a vibrator that women can wear um, they may wear under their panties or whatever as well, but we're going to get into those. Actually, we're getting into it now, but, you know, you can also, you know, incorporate not only the sex toys. What about the dirty talk with the sex toys? Woohoo! Would you be able, are you for that or are you like, hell no, peace out. I'm not for that at all. And you know what? That's, you know what? That's too, ooh too risque, that's too vulgar for my taste. Is it too vulgar or is it a way to, you know what? Ugh. And I want I want you to challenge again. I want you to challenge your own beliefs, your own value system. And I'm telling you, because you use dirty talk during sex or you know even foreplay or throughout the day as foreplay doesn't make you a bad person. Hell no, it makes you human. It makes you more maybe enticing. Ooh, how many people would like to entice their partner by using dirty talk and expressing what you would like to do to them in a very, very specific sexual dirty manner? Woohoo! And welcome. Uh and Carlo Cynthia, where's everybody else? Where's the uh, usual uh viewers at tonight? So um I want to thank you. I'm going to take a little bit of a breather right now, and I'm going to be back. Do not go anywhere, and I will be back shortly, okay? Like I said, do not go anywhere. Be back in a few You're moments. To the Art of Relationships radio show on the podcast Detroit Network. Yes. 
This is just another song You'll never hear about a girl I've never met This is just another life Whispered in your ears so you don't think that I can make This is just another ride Taken by surprise with no clear end in sight This is just an empty line You've heard a million times that I've used to make it right Chance meeting in a parking lot Getting high off of a pointless talk You remind me of these songs I used to fall asleep to The perfect vision of the melodies that I would sing to And I've been using every trick I know To send a message through the radio This is just a sad attempt The evening's spent I try to catch you up And sneak a ride in out With attention so you don't just pass me by This is just a lucid dream I've made the scene Like the best parts of life This is just an empty hand With spaces for your fingers Laced with mine Excuse me, I think you're the one I'm meant to find in this life But I've been glad for quite a while you remind me of the sounds I used to fall asleep to The perfect vision of the melodies that I would seem to I've been using every trick I know To send a message through the radio And I've talking to strangers Trying to find the same kind of thrill that you provide I'll leave it alone I'll give it some Hey people, and we're back. This is Detroit's Love Guru. I'm Greg Dzinski, licensed professional counselor in the state of Michigan, relationship and sex specialist. Oh baby. And we are talking about talking dirty. <laughs> talking dirty to your partner. Are you able to talk dirty? Do you want to talk dirty to each other, but you're shy, you're afraid how your partner or spouse is going to look at you, view you, um, or maybe you're already doing it, and what is the effect with you? And I'd love to hear your comments below. Um, and any questions you have with the show, as usual, it doesn't have to relate to the topic, uh, to be able to, um, you know, the show is for you, okay? This show is definitely for you, so ask any questions you want regarding relationship, sexual challenges, or also even, you know, if you have grief or trauma aspects as well, okay? 
Um, Anne, okay. How can someone help their sexual relationship struggle with stress when finding time is hard because of busy schedules? Um, absolutely. That's a great question, Anne. And the big aspect with that when it comes to stress relations, actually, you know what? Sex, it's hard to get turned on when you're stressed, overwhelmed. Um, you know, a lot of people might be taking care of sick, their elderly parents, grandparents, might have sick kids, chronically sick, uh, working, you know, 80 plus hours a week, 60 plus hours a week. And there's a lot of stress aspects, but actually stress can actually help stress, the stress hormone cortisol. Everybody heard, you know, maybe not heard of cortisol is produced when you're high stress. Actually, sex can help reduce cortisol levels, can actually help reduce stress levels. They kick up oxytocin, they kick up endorphins um, in the body's uh, element during sex, okay? The body chemistry, the hormone aspects, endorphins, oxytocin, dopamine levels all increase during sex. Now, I'm not going to say if you just lay there, uh, okay, be done. No, but if you're into it, it actually can help in, you know, help with stress levels. Okay, now with busy schedules, and I work, it, it's unfortunately, um, I, I work with a lot of couples that have different shifts. You know, one works during the days, the other one works midnights or, you know, afternoons and midnights, days, afternoons, and they don't see each other that often. And part of this and finding the time, I, I'm going to tell you, Ann, you know, and the listeners out there, you need to make the time. And I, I, you might not have, I think you joined a little bit ago paying attention or listening to the show, Ann, and I appreciate it. I did a show, uh, oh, God, probably six months ago about, you know, can you schedule time for intimacy? And a lot of people, you know, moan and groan about, oh my God, I want to be, you know, how can we schedule sex? It's supposed to be spontaneous. It's supposed to be, you know, just when we're in the mood, we look at each other and do it. Sometimes you can't. I work, you know, like I said, not only the varying schedules and the busy schedules, but also, you know, working with people that are, they're couples and maybe the husband or even the wife travels for business a lot at a week at a time. They might over-the-road truckers where they come in only on the weekends. They, they might only come in every other week. And, you know, to be able to schedule sex is not a bad thing. It might actually help because not only, you know, and I mentioned this a while ago, that you can look at, you know, when you first started dating, you take a vacation, you have a wedding to go to, whatever, you know. Even freaking doctor's appointments, that might be a bad example because doctor, dentist appointments you don't want to go to, right? But you have to schedule them. We'll hit on the fun stuff, right? Going on a date, maybe going to a concert. You have to schedule that, right? When's the concert? You have to make that time. Going on a vacation, you're looking forward to it. When you first started dating or most people, you you know, oh, yeah, I'm going to pick you up or meet you here or here at this time. You have to schedule it, right? So, do you look forward to it, right? Most of the time, yes. <laughs> so why can't you look forward to scheduling sex? You know what? We're going to be together. And you, when you schedule sex ahead of time, that you can also you look forward to, but you also can use that time to use foreplay. Can you text each other? I love you. I miss you. I can't wait. And you can use dirty talk like I talked about earlier. You know what? I can't wait to suck you. I can't wait to lick you here. I can't wait to kiss you here. Oh my God, I just want to grab the back of your hair. And you know what? Can you, I just can't wait to just freaking make you all juicy and wet all over the place as I'm drooling. I'm not drooling. Bad niche. But you know that you can schedule sex and a lot of people look at that, I get moans and groans, oh God, it's supposed to be spontaneous. I'm all for a spontaneous aspect, but scheduling sex actually can be a fun thing to look forward to, like a vacation, like, you know, a date night, like you have to schedule that. So why can't, you know, if schedules are so busy, you need to make that time. You have to make it a priority to have that time for intimacy and that time together. Because, you know, let's face it, I think everybody knows it, 
But the reality is they're not going to work towards making it happen is if you don't make time for each other and you say you are too busy, that you are, you know, stressed out and busy schedules, you know what? The world is going to take that time away from you. It's going to take that time away from us. You know, your kids, your relatives, friends, work, you know, they're all going to take that time away from you. And you owe it to yourself, you owe it to your relationship or marriage to schedule that time to make your relationship a priority. Because if it doesn't happen, you know what? Someone is going to have that time. That time is going to be taken up somewhere else. And it could be with a breakup or a divorce because you're not feeling a priority. You know what? Your intention might be to make each other feel important and a priority. Um, I, I get it. Your intentions could be awesome. I run into good intended people all the time in my office that, you know what, but they don't make time for themselves. You know, the kids, let them play, you know, and a lot of, you know, if you don't have childcare or whatever, depending on the age of the kid, you know what, give them Benadryl. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Great to my, hold on. No. But you look at the elements to where, um, you know what? You need to arrange that time. Even if the kids are watching a movie and you guys sneak away from, you know, have intimacy time, that's okay. Um, they, it's funny. They even have a commercial, and I need to get them to sponsor my show. Uh, KY Jelly Intense. KY Jelly. Uh, um, that they intense, you know, where the kid is going outside or going out to check the mail or whatever, and they're hurrying up, you know, dropping dinner, they're eating dinner, and freaking going in the bedroom, and, you know, it's a, uh, whatever, intense, KY, you know, lube, or whatever, to get the body juicing real quick, they use that time, and it's a great, I love that commercial, because it means that you can take little bits of time, and make that time, but you gotta do it, and if your partner is unwilling to do it, you know what, that's hard, how do you force somebody to do it, you can talk and talk, Maybe, you know what, you tell them, speak from the heart, don't yell, right? Don't get angry, even though it comes out. Speak from the heart, babe, I miss you, I love us, I don't want us to lose each other. You know, I miss you, and I want you to show your love for me, and I know we got bills to pay, and we're busy, but I need this time together. And it's not just women craving that time from their man, okay, or their partner. I don't want to get, you know, uh, heterosexual bias, not by any means. This cuts across all relationships, all sexual orientations that affects. But you know what? It, it's also, you know, it's also guys too that maybe they're craving more time uh, from their girlfriends or their wives and they're always busy. And it's very difficult. You might be working, going to school, you have kids, but you got to schedule that time. There is a little bit of, you know, maybe rationalization yeah they're busy whatever but you can only BS yourself and that can only last for so long and I had you know uh, clients today matter of fact you know working 80 plus hours a week um, diving into their work and all this stuff and pretty soon one of them has an affair because they're never around they're not like feeling like they're being together or being married they're married to their work and in you know a short ebook I got coming out on affairs, I talk about that you know the emotional affair can be based on work. It can be a hobby or whatever, and you know life gets busy. So you could have an emotional affair with your life instead of having that emotional connection and making that time together with each other. Okay, I know that's a long-winded answer, <laughs> but hopefully that helps. Um, but you have to do it. And if your partner is unwilling to do it, speak from the heart. And if they're still unwilling to do that, then, you know what, let's face it. They might be, um, it might be, you might be in trouble in a relationship. might be either you're going to stay and sell yourself out um, or it's going to, you know, it's going to happen. Someone's going to pay you attention and go from there. Um, from there, okay? So you look at that aspect and you look at the elements to where, it, what's it going to take to spend that time 
Sophia, welcome. Hey, welcome. No one ever makes time for me. Well, you know what? Then you're with the wrong people. You need to make each other a priority. And I'm flat. If they're not making time for you, then you have to look at what are you doing to command respect and command that you are loved the way you want to be loved. And it's sad because I, I, you know, hear this all the time. You know, no one makes time for me. And this, again, it's not just women. It's men I'm hearing this from, too. Um, you know, a lot of women, which is great, are in the workforce and everything. But if someone is unwilling, it's one of that time, you know, the old adage is, right? If you're a priority, they will make time for you. If you're not a priority, you know what? They're going to show you by their actions. First of all, you need to be able to command respect. You need to be able to tell them from the heart, you know what? I really want to spend time with you. And I get, you know, every, people might be working long hours and bills and all that stuff. But part of life is not just working. I guess I, I might need to take my own advice on that element and take my own advice and look at the elements to where, you know what, where you can devote that time. You know what, I'm not going to work late these days. I'm not going to work a weekend. I'm going to skip a Saturday. When, you know, that special person is in your life, you need to make them a priority. And I, you know, I want, I would love to do that too. And I know maybe at times I wasn't all that great at it, um, making time because, you know, private practice, I'm by myself and I'm not using that as an excuse, but it comes down to, you know what, if you don't make someone else a priority, someone else will, or why are you in a relationship when you don't see each other? Why are you married when you don't see each other? Isn't that, I mean, isn't that the belief or my value system that you're with somebody because you love them? And, you know, I know bills have to be paid and all that stuff, but, you know, if you're only sleeping and working and you're not having but five minutes, ten minutes, a half hour to see each other, maybe even a hour, couple hours a week, you're like, why in the hell am I in this? We love each other, right? But how do you prove it? And I don't know how to simplify that anymore, right? I get I get it, you know, I get the bills. I get sometimes you have to work because you're forced to work because a boss is your employer, all that aspect. But it comes to a point where you have to make your partner feel special. And this is when I come on to, you know, I've said this many times over the years, you know, it's not just the lip service. You know, I love you. I want to spend time with you. I want time together with you. That doesn't cut it anymore if you're actually not showing the behaviors. You're not taking that time out with each other and making the relationship, making your marriage or relationship and making your sex life a priority when you can talk dirty to them, right? <laughs> or throughout the day. It is huge. Missy's in the house. Hey! <laughs> um, welcome. Um, so throw out your, you know, throw out your questions. I'd love to hear more, more questions, more comments. And I, I get that a lot where a lot of people don't, you know, that they're, you know, they're not being made to feel important and everything else is a priority. It could be, you know, taking care of parents. And I've, I've had, um, you know, clients in the last week where one would go to their parents' house um, freaking every day of the week and every day for like three hours, four hours after work. And it's like, you're in a relationship. What the hell, you know? And not going home. They live together, you know, married, whatever, but not going home. The other person is going to feel like, why in the hell am I in this relationship? You know, what am I getting out of it? Not being selfish. I'm all about being selfless, not selfish. But it comes to a point where we're in a relationship because we want to feel loved. We want to feel desired. We want to feel important. And if we're not, it's a human nature to want that, to crave that. Yeah, we all have different levels of that. But what do you do to show that priority, okay? It's huge. It's a big, big, big issue that you need to come on to. And part of the last part of the show, maybe I need, I'll dedicate a show another time, people, on sex toys and We'll get into not only dirty, we'll talk about dirty talk tonight, but we'll get into some other sexual habits and everything. And looking at, we'll do that in another show, but I want to hit on um, 
you know, not only making time for each other and, you know, talking dirty and all that good stuff, but it is, you know, relationships take work, people. We have this fantasy world, and I don't know if it's a lot of people, maybe 30 on, age 30 on down, maybe I'm being too exaggerated when I say that, but maybe even, you know, mid to late 30s on, or mid to late 20s on down where, you know, relationships are work and they have this identity. If I have to work at it, you know what? If we have to work or I have to put effort into it, oh my God, if it doesn't just snap our fingers and it doesn't just happy all the time, I'm getting out of it because that's not how it's supposed to be. People don't have a true essence of relationships take work and it takes you looking at yourself, looking at your faults, your flaws, not only just picking apart your partner and picking apart, you know, the person you love, you need to change, you need to change. You need to look at yourself and it takes evolving together and it takes a lot of work. It does take give and take. And it, it's, you know, ironic when uh, a client I had this evening right before the show, we were talking about this and we're sort of talking about philosophy of all things. And it's funny how you see an elderly couple holding hands, they're in love and everybody goes, oh my God, that's how it should be. They need to start looking at, I'm all for that, that's great. But a lot of people don't look at how much work did it take for them to get to that point, okay? Did it take, you know, give and take? Did it take not being selfish at certain times? Did it take work? You know what? Giving up yourself, not fully, but giving up yourself and maybe certain out and to make your other person feel needed, to feel important, that it's, you know, that it's a, a priority, <clears throat> that, you know what, you having a procedure done in a doctor's office or, you know, outpatient surgery, and, oh, you know what, I have this basketball game to go to, I got this, I'm bowling tonight, or, you know what, I got to work and I can't get off, or I don't want to miss work, whatever, and you're having somebody else pick them up from the hospital when they want you there. Do you understand? It's taking looking at what are you doing? What does your partner really want? And we know ladies, we talk, I need to do a show, why are women whacked, right? No, I'm teasing. <laughs> Maybe not. But we need to look at, um, you know, we need to look at the essence about, you know what, even if our partner said, no, that's okay, that, I'm not worried about it, go ahead. You know what? Are they lying to you? I don't want them to lie to you. I want, you know what, I want you to be there and it would hurt me if you're not there to pick me up or to be there during this minor surgery or to be able to look at the element to where, you know, you work together. So looking at those old couples out there, maybe your parents are still married. Hopefully they're happy and not miserable. I'm not talking about them. But you have, you know, people that are in their 70s and 80s holding hands together, you know, looking at, you know, finishing each other's sentences and, you know, they look happy and they're in love and they have each other's back. And it's cool, and they won't let somebody else talk bad about each other. You look at, it took work for them to get to that point, okay? It took work for them to work with each other, to not work against each other, and what is best for the relationship as a whole. And we all know that there's selfish people out there, right? We can be selfish at times, but not all the time, right? And it's that ebb and flow, that take work ethic. And hopefully... You know what? I want to find someone that's willing to put that work and that effort into it to be able to talk and communicate. And, you know, not that you have to bust your ass all the time. No. But you realize, you know, relationships are they're great when they're going great and smooth and awesome and everything, the passion's flowing. But when the shit hits the fan, do you have what it takes to put the work in to work out those issues? Or are you just going to say, you know what, yeah, I'm going to say wimp out and peace out and say, you know what, oh, my God, this is too much work, I'm out of it. Yes, there is too much work when it comes to it, when you're getting, you know, emotionally abused all the time, when you're being physically abused all the time, domestic violence all the time, um, you know, severe addict situations. You look at, you know, they're chronic cheaters all the time. Then Now you're looking at, you know, I can try it, I can work, but now maybe this is too much work. I get it. There are extremes to everything. But you have to look at are you really, you know, putting forth the honest effort into making your relationship be phenomenal so you can be 70, 80 years old 
and still have that love together and still hold hands and have that admiration and respect and acceptance for one another. That is crucial, okay? And I want to go down here. Okay, um, I was always put on the back burner during my marriage. He always put work, his friends, his parents before me. You know what, Sophia, and I'm sorry to hear that, you deserve better than that. And that's where you need to command that. And if that person is not doing that, and I get this all the time. You have people that are um, maybe they're always afraid to say no. They're always sucking their maybe their parents' booties, their friends' butts, and they're not going to say no and make you a priority. Then my point is, you know what, Why that's part of, you know, you can bring it up and fight for that. But if they're not willing to change, what are you going to do for yourself? So, you know what, get in a happier spot. Maybe find someone after the relationship is done, healed, the pain is healed, that you can find someone that's going to make you a priority. Or how many people, when you have that person that make you a priority, oh, my God, they're too needy. They're too making me too claustrophobic that you're not used to it. But now you're having what you want, but is it too much? Can you handle that? And that's where you need to look at, you know what, can you really handle what you think you want and would you be okay with that? That's someone that is affectionate, that is um, giving you a lot of compliments and affirmations. And I'm not talking just blowing smoke up your booty, but they're sincere and they're genuine. Would you be able to handle that? Or are you only used to being chasing and begging that person to be with you? But when you don't have to beg a person to be with you anymore, to show you love, to show you affection as you should, can you handle that? Or is that going to creep you out and freak you out? And that's a question I would ask to challenge, you know, is that your personality or is that not your personality, but is that your motto that you're used to or is that your pattern that you're used to doing? But if you find someone that's going to, you know, show you the respect and show you the that you're important, a priority, they desire you, they're kissing, they're loving on you, they're affectionate, would that creep you out? And I'm not talking, you know, there is a difference between being very needy and very dependent than maintaining your sense of self and still making that person a priority, making that person feel loved and respected. Big difference. But would you be able to handle that? Or are you just used to always chasing somebody and this again it's not just women it is men too where men will be you know chasing that um you know that they're always chasing and you look at the hey lisa's in the house welcome it's about time you show up lisa no <laughs> and just exactly you chimed in and i'm glad you listened what i'm talking about sometimes the work is only one-sided and i i agree that you know what, if it is only one-sided for so long, and everybody is different. I'm not, you know, it can be one-sided for a month, two months, you know, stress and work. I get all that. But if you're talking, if it's one-sided and you talk about it and you, you know, sort of express it from your heart that you're hurt, that you don't feel loved, and that person doesn't want to change, then that's got to come back on you and why are you in that situation? It's hard. I get it. You know, you could be, you know, married for 10 years, 15, 20 years or more and still feel like you're never a priority for all these years. Now, what do you do about it? And it's part you either put up with it, quit complaining, right, or do something about it to maybe get happier. And that's so it's it's hard. It's I'm you know, I'm I'm sounding blunt right now, but it's not that easy to look at, you know, when you love somebody, and it's not that easy because you're looking at, like, you know, that thing, oh, is, is, am I going to be happier somewhere else? And that grass is always greener on the other side. It might be, but it also might be a dirt patch on the other side. And it's one of those things that, and that's where I tell people, you know, you need to heal before you're able to, or heal before you should move on, okay? Not, you know, when you do. But um, to be able to heal and get a perspective of exactly what it is that's important to you and what isn't. And how, how do you want to feel important? How do you want to feel loved? And the only thing you can do, if you're not telling your partner you're building up resentment, that's shame on you. You know what? You need to clue them in what you need, what you don't want. You know what? Men are not mind readers, right? And we as men need to tell women 
right? Or in any relationship, like I said, sexual orientation doesn't matter. We need to clue them in what we want, what we need as well, and not do it in a belittling way. Not do it, speak from the heart. You know what, babe? I'd love it when you do this. It makes me feel awesome. We need to express that. And if that partner still doesn't do it after an extended period of time, what I mean by extended period of time, that's very subjective and up to you. I'm not saying a week, okay, I'm done. Nah, that's, you know, whatever. I'm talking past maybe even four to six months, depending how long you've been together. Then you need to start looking at options or what's going on with that person. Then you need, if it's going on longer than that, then you have to look at maybe we need to get professional help would be my number one choice, okay? Someone that is good at relationships, at, you know, relationship sexual dynamics that is not just says they are, but they have the proof to back it up. Or you can give me a call. <laughs> give me a call. I do Skype sessions for you out of state too. Woo-hoo! Um, so then you have to look at this is on me and why am I putting up with it? Either I need to be okay with it and tolerate it or maybe I need to make changes and it's scary. It's, it's heartfelt. I know that. Okay. Woo! <laughs> this is Detroit's love guru. Um, the Art of Relationships radio show. I am going to say good night people. And hopefully everybody is doing okay on this hump night. Everybody have a very nice evening. And I will see you next Wednesday. Make sure you check out my website, theartofrelationships.org. It's on the top of the video, this live video. Well, it won't be live much longer. Um, send me a message. Give me through Facebook, uh, you know, private message on topics, any topics you want to hear for the show. Like I said, the show, the Art of Relationships radio show, it's for you. I want to hear topics. I want to hear your questions so I can help you. And let's face it, I'm assuming there's going to be a lot more people out there than just you that are doing the challenges, that are suffering through your challenges and your heartaches. And I'm all about trying to help you out there, okay? Uh, thank you for listening. The new listeners, new viewers out there, thank you so much. Peace, love to everybody out there. Happy hump night. You're listening to the Art of Relationships Peace. radio show on the podcast Detroit Network.